I just want to let you know I'm a huge freaking fan of, of whatever you do, <laughs> everything you do, basically, uh, in terms of the front on the on the children and and uh, government and whatnot. Uh, and I please excuse my uh, my English. Oh, don't uh, worry about it. No problem at all. I'm about to probably dump a whole lot of things on you right now, um, and hopefully not get you as confused as I am. But, Let's uh, cross our fingers. <laughs> Hope for the best. So, uh, as I told you, I've uh, been having this uh, ongoing argument with a friend of mine, and it's just beautiful. Pretty much, I am, uh, I am uh, the polar opposite of what he is in terms of government and uh, and authority, and uh, I'm a bit more proud than to just uh, you know bow down to a hierarchy or, or authority of of people that I don't really respect, uh, you know, with their views and whatnot. And um, he, he throws a lot of uh, propaganda at me. All right, so let's get started with the propaganda. Yeah. So uh, uh, how, how do you go on about arguing with somebody who, who fully believes all the talking points that these politicians uh, go on about and and have developed this sort of uh, defense mechanism, which is purely emotional. It's it's an emotional appeal, uh, pretty much arguments from fear that you know if if we don't have uh, guns pointing at other people, then then it will be chaos and anar- and anarchy and you know the the bad connotation of the word I anarchy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that, um, but uh, so. So I mean, you have a lot of great arguments that that make a lot of sense to somebody who's who sort of stepped away from all this um, bullshit of of uh, you know emotion and and, uh, well, and listen, let's, patriotism. Let's, let's cut to the chase. Um, you you play this dude, and uh, I will try to respond uh, in some semi-intelligent way. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, basically, you want a voluntary society. Um, no. But how how would you? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would I would disagree I, uh, disagree with him first and foremost. Um, I want a muffin. <laughs> I want a full head of hair. Uh, I want a six pack abs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are things that I want. Right. Uh, this is this is not uh, it's not a it's not a matter of personal opinion. It's not a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like saying to Darwin, you want there to be evolution. Mm-hmm. No, there either is or there isn't. You right. know, to say to Einstein, you want the speed of light to be constant. It's like, no, I don't want the speed. Of light. I'm just trying to figure out what's true and what's false. So, right. so I would initially start with saying, no, uh, I reject the premise that has this is anything to do with my personal preferences or your personal preferences or Barack Obama's or Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan's or Grover Norquist's. So anybody's personal preferences is immaterial. So let's try. So I would say, okay, let's start again and and see if we can figure out um, a more philosophical way of of discussing it. Uh, yeah, see, that's that's just the thing uh, about the basics of of the conversation. It has really not much to do with with uh, rationality in terms of as an empirical way of going about things. Uh, to him, is just pretty much opinions. So so uh, so. Okay, so so be opinion. him. So so you got to stay in stay in character <laughs> and be him, <laughs> and um, and now uh, so I would say that uh, and and what would he say uh, in response? Uh, just this that well you know what that's uh, that's uh, your opinion and it's just as valid as uh, as my uh, emotional uh, 
concerns in terms of okay uh, so so i would say so fantastic so what you feel uh or what you believe is that all opinions are equal uh yes well well then that's great then you're an anarchist so we're we're in full agreement and there's no need for us to even discuss this anymore uh yes uh However, he feels that uh, no, no, and I'll, he would say, "Well, what do you mean? I'm an anarchist, right?" So then you got to stay with him, right? So if we're going to do this, you got to stay. Pretend just be him for like the next half hour. Right. right? Yeah. The thing is that that's going to be really hard. No, it's going to be easy. Trust me, because uh, this whole propaganda. To, we all know this propaganda. To do, so he would say, he throws say, well, curve, curveballs. Yeah, I know. So be, be be him and throw curveballs. So so he would say, "Well, what do you mean? I'm an anarchist?" And I would say, "Well, look, if you believe that all opinions are equal, I don't believe that. But but let's say that you do believe that. Then obviously it would be wrong for one person to impose his." opinion on another person, right? Uh, yes, but... Right, like if, uh, if, I, if I like rock and you like classical, it is wrong for me to use violence to impose my preference on you, right? Oh, uh, yeah, and then here he would... Uh, here Wait, I would... Let me, let me finish the bit. And don't yeah. say here he would, just pretend... Again, I don't want to ask okay. you to do this again. Just stay okay, in sure. character, okay? So then, uh, because the state is about enforcing some people's opinions on other people's, right? Uh, I think the drugs are bad, and therefore... You know, people mm -hmm. should go to jail. Uh, I think that we should have traffic lights and other people would prefer there to be different ways of doing things, but it, they're going to go to jail if they don't agree. Uh, I prefer that children should be educated by the state, and if people don't agree with me, they're going to go to jail. So these are – the state is all about imposing violently, imposing one person's or one group's opinions upon others. And if you believe that all opinions are equal and none should impose their opinions on others, then you're already an anti-statist, and I think we're on the same side of the fence, happily. <laughs> See, but uh, I think – in character yeah. that that we need we need because people are inherently uh, selfish and, and evil and so then uh, we need a, a majority who who believes in in great things to impose the will of the majority on these few uh, assholes I mean uh, without uh, without these great uh, people in government there would be no one to to keep us safe pretty much and um, okay, no, I, I understand that. So there's a, but but you've just changed your position because before you said that all opinions are equal, and now you're saying some opinions are good, but the opinions of other people, uh, they're assholes, right? Mm -hmm. So so what's the difference? Uh, I, I believe, again, in character. Yeah, yeah, that, I got it. I got it. You're in yeah, character. Go ahead. That I believe that people's opinions are equal. Uh, not in an empiric not in an empirical way, but more like in a subjective way, so that um, there could be some tribe that believes in cannibalism, and to them is just as uh, valid uh, of a of a rule in morality that than uh, than to you the non-aggression principle. Yeah, I got it. And uh, so, and so I mean, uh, so what you have is basically all these opinions. And so who is going to enforce the, the good opinion? <laughs> ah, okay, so uh, not all opinions are equal. What you're doing is you're changing your position. And look, mm -hmm. I'm criticizing. I'm just pointing out. I just yeah. don't want it to pass unremarked. That you are changing your position from all opinions are equal to some opinions are good and some opinions are evil, right? Right. Okay, so how do we know the difference between an opinion that is good and an opinion that is evil? What's the test? Uh, well, I have no idea what he would say to this. <laughs> he would say something like, uh, a, a, you know, an opinion is evil if you inflict it on someone else against their will, blah, 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 right? Uh, no, because uh, 
he's not opposed to inflicting anything on somebody's will as long as it serves the greater good or or the you know the okay so then he would say in an opinion is is evil which which harms the collective or the the good of society as a whole or the greater good or this or that right uh yes okay and how do we test right because what you've done is you've said Evil is that which is bad for society. But saying something is bad for society doesn't help us to understand it, what it is and how we differentiate the two. So uh, how do we know whether an opinion is bad for society or not? Um, pretty much based on what the majority wants. So, so what the majority wants is good for society and what the majority doesn't want is bad for society. Uh, that would be, yeah. That would be correct. So the um, the elevation of Hitler to to the ruler, the chancellorship of Germany in the early 1930s was good for society because he was. Uh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I just cut off for just a second. Yeah, sorry. So Hitler was voted in, and so you know it was not exactly a majority, but you know he was voted in democratically. So yeah. that would be good for society. Uh, yeah, uh, Hitler was voted in before he did all the all these uh you know crazy yeah, but things he said he was, i mean he said he was going to do all these things he wrote mein kampf and uh you know he said he was going to do all of these things so this was not and this was not a big secret but mm -hmm. but but uh, this by this argument of course um then socrates should have been uh should have been put to death uh, that the Vietnam War, which people voted for, should should have occurred. Uh, Hitler should have gotten in, uh, and people continue to vote for the Federal Reserve. They continue to vote for national debts. Uh, so all of these things are good for society, um, although, of course, they're certainly bad for a lot of people in society. Mm -hmm. And so w this would be your position? Uh, I, I guess so, yes. Uh Okay, so, so help me understand. So if, if something like the majority of people liked slavery uh, in the past, uh, and then uh, now the majority of people don't like slavery. Yes. So th th there's nothing that's absolute through time, mm -hmm. right? It's all just whatever the majority wants mm -hmm. is what is best. Yes. Uh, he would also argue that, uh, uh, that we are inherently... Uh, evil in such ways that uh, throughout all these years of uh, evolution in human society, we pretty much got where we are on the backs of slaves and being selfish and dominating one another. Okay, so then I would say, so you're saying if human beings are inherently evil, in what way are you inherently evil? Uh, or are you an exception to the rule? Not an exception to the rule. Uh, uh, I he believes that uh, that the system uh, today is working and that it's a good thing to, to no, keep, no 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 we're not going no 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 we can't go to pragmatics if we're talking about ethics because there's a contradiction right here we have a logical contradiction that's very obvious to somebody who's not propagandized to the gills right and the logical mm -hmm. contradiction is this the majority of people are evil but the will of the majority is good right you understand? That makes no sense. Yeah, I, I do understand. This is it's just like the, thing. the it's majority of people want to run off a cliff, but if the majority of people tell everyone where to go, we won't run off a cliff. Right. Okay, <laughs> so, so, so which is it? If the majority of people are evil, then we can't have the will of the majority as a standard for good, right? We understand that, yes. right? So, so either the majority of people are not evil, in which case 
you can rescue some potential goodness, but you can't have any kind of democracy. Mm -hmm. Or if you believe that the will of the majority is good, then the vast majority of people must be um, must be good, right? right? So which is it? Uh, well, I believe the majority of people are only not evil because there's a government already keeping that in check. So that tomorrow, if we abolish laws, uh, everybody would go out and pretty much uh, make it easy for themselves to to you know help themselves do things, uh, steal and murder and rape and, and and do all these things. So that we need uh, this. Uh, m "Quote unquote moral superiority with a gun to to keep us in check." Uh, but sorry, I'm still a little confused. Uh, sorry, sorry yeah? to interrupt. I'm a, I'm still a little confused. If the majority of people want to do these terrible things, and the majority of people vote in a democracy, then why don't the majority of people vote to get rid of these laws? Um, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not sure I followed. Well, you're saying the majority of people want to rape and kill and pillage and steal and all this. They don't. Want but there now. But uh, they would, so that uh, um, it's 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 more of a fine line in terms of uh, you know now they just don't do it because it's inconvenient because then they they would well, but, but there are, sorry, but yes, but what I'm saying is that they could vote to have these laws removed so that it would no longer be inconvenient. If the majority of people wanted to do all these terrible things, they they, they then they would never, vote to get rid of these laws, right? Uh, it's not an option because they understand it's bad, but uh, uh, but they would still do it because they can. It's it's sort of like if you um, if you ban something for a long time that that nobody really cares about, uh, and then it becomes this forbidden fruit. Then once you sort of lift the ban, everybody would do it just because they can. So. Uh, there would be a lot of chaos stemming from this. Oh, so the argument is that the majority of people don't want to do it, and they support it being banned. But if it were not banned, there would be they would go and do it. Yeah, so that the people who who might want to do it but don't care enough to like uh, campaign or make it legal because I mean they do understand that it's criminal and uh, and and illegal. And it would never happen ever. <laughs> then, uh, so so that they, you know, once once the, there is no ban on it, they would just do it because there's nobody to uh, punish them for that. Okay, so um, then I just need to understand uh, one or two other things, and I appreciate your clarity on that issue. We'll come back to that in a sec. So, if the majority of people want to do bad things, escape the consequences of their actions if they can. Mm -hmm then wouldn't those bad people uh, try to control the government and, and use the power of the government to print their own money, to create rules that favor their friends and punish their enemies, uh, mm -hmm. and to indoctrinate others and, and to, uh, to impose their will on the population and so on? Uh, so uh, if we say, I don't know, 70% of people are bad, do you believe that in the government the majority of people are, are good or bad? Uh, well... Uh, good, <laughs> because they're in the public uh, sphere, and they are accountable to, to public opinion. Uh, you know, somebody's keeping also tabs on them. I'm not sure who it is. It certainly isn't me <laughs> in character. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, but I'm still trying to understand that. Um, um, of course, a lot of the things the government does is done in secret. 
uh, and a lot of we certainly never find out about them, or we find out about them decades later when yeah. everyone's dead and so on. So wouldn't it be the case that if people wanted to do bad things, wanted to use violence to get what they wanted, and the state, of course, is an agency of violence, wouldn't they just join the state and, and do that, uh, do, do it that way? I mean, then it's legitimate, it's, it's propagandized, people are taught that it's good, there are no negative consequences, they're above the law. Uh, wouldn't they do that? Uh, I'm just trying to understand why that wouldn't be a magnet for all the bad people. In the uh, there is an aura around... I, I believe there is an aura around uh, government and all these all these public positions, uh, including uh, uh, you know Hollywood or or, or just celebrity. That uh, to most people it's sort of not accessible, so that they don't even bother going there. They they would not uh, you know care to to run just to to be evil. They just rather uh, take the easy road and just do criminal things outside of it. Okay, so and what you're saying people. is sorry. So what you're saying is that people in the government uh, have uh, are subjected to a higher moral standard because they're in the public eye. Uh, yes. Well, this is a pretty empirically uh, testable theory, right? Because what you would do is you would go to say, look at Congress or wherever, and you would say, is the is the incidence of criminality, uh, things like uh, bouncing checks and drunk driving and assaults and all of these kinds of things, should be almost zero among the members of Congress, as certainly it should be far lower than the incidence among the general population. Right? Mm -hmm. And do you know what the answer to that is? Um, no, I don't. And I think this is an important thing, right? Because if you have a theory, the first thing you want to do to be a responsible thinker mm -hmm. is to go and check the facts, right? Right. And if you have a theory and you have not checked the facts, that is the height of irresponsibility. So it tells me a lot about your intellectual integrity if you have a theory and have never subjected it to the test of fact, mm -hmm. right? Because the fact of the matter is that Congress, uh, congressmen and congresswomen uh, have far higher incidence of petty criminality than the general population. They, kind of, they bounce checks. They have drunk driving uh, things. And if you want to think that people are above the law, what about Teddy Kennedy who abandoned a woman to drown after he drove her into the water under the bridge at Chappaquiddick mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, immediately rushed to a party to establish an alibi wow. and face no negative consequences. Uh, people start wars uh, and, and lie to the population to start those wars. If you look at the Gulf of Tompkin before the Vietnam War, uh, if you look at the foreknowledge of things like um, uh, Pearl Harbor, if you look at uh, the recent wars uh, in Iraq and also in Afghanistan, uh, which was uh, falsified to the general population, Mm -hmm. uh, these people start wars that get literally tens of millions of people killed and um, do not seem to face any negative consequences. In fact, they get pensions and presidential libraries and book tours and speaking tours and so on. Right. So again, if you have a theory, I think that's great. Uh, it's fine to spin theories, but if you're like a spider, you're spinning theories without attaching them to any re anything real. They're just floating off in space. And the fact that you are not willing to – like the fact that you haven't really thought through a lot of these contradictions and the fact that you're not willing – to or have not yet subjected your theories to any empirical tests uh, tells me that you are uh, not particularly serious about about these matters. Exactly. Right? That's, that's, that is uh, absolutely correct. The other uh, thing that I would say, sorry, to this person is if you feel that the moral character of mankind is sorely lacking, then the first place that you would do is look to the moral instructors of mankind. Right, So if you say, well, gosh, the math skills of 15-year-olds 
are terrible, the first place you would look at is, well, teachers who's been teaching them the math for the last mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years or 10 or 11 years. Right. And, of course, if you feel that the moral qualities of mankind are sorely lacking, the first place you would look is the moral educators of mankind, and they are all the governments. The governments uh, have a monopoly, a virtual death grip on the monopoly of education or regulation of the education of children. And so if you feel that people are, are bad, then they lack a certain knowledge about morality, and then... Um, you would look to their instructors. And if the instructor is government and the moral knowledge and moral actions of, of mankind are generally bad, that is a blow against the state rather than a justification for the state. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And what if I believe that uh, all these bad things uh, that, that I'm uh, pointing out do not necessarily come from the moral educators because that matters very little compared to uh, by nature, we are uh, what we are, and uh, these uh, these moral leaders, uh, so to say, are just doing their best. Sure, it's not perfect, but they're doing their best to 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 have this uh, country running. And and the system is not perfect, but it's it's the one we got, and it's still better than North Korea, and it's still better than. Uh, Afghanistan and then the Middle East where uh, they stone women and, and all this stuff. Well, I mean, I, I think that's uh, – it's true, but who cares? There, but there's no question that losing all four limbs is better than having your hand cut off. Mm-hmm. Of course. But we do not justify cutting off a man's hand because in other countries they cut off all of his limbs. Mm-hmm. Right. What we say is we should not be taking knives to any person involuntarily. Right. right. And so the fact that there are worse situations out there is um, – Should I mean, not so be the bar. No, it should not be the bar. I mean otherwise – But otherwise this person should say if his kid comes home with a D, uh, should say, well, that's fine because there are kids out there who have an F. But there are kids out there who don't even show up to school. Uh, there are kids out there who go and shoot up schools. So the fact that you got a D is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's obviously not. Um, and, and, you know, let's say that, that the person, uh, uh, you know, gets his dinner and his dinner is, is cold in a restaurant. And does he sit there and say, well, you know, there are kids in India who have no dinner at all. So I'm going to be perfectly happy with this and tip the waiter. No, he's probably the kind of person who's going to say, you know, this soup is cold. Uh, I, want a, I want a warm one. If he gets a cold latte at Starbucks, does he say, well, you know, latte is an incredible luxury, so I'm not going to bother. I mean, this is just not how people – that's not how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? If, 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 his, um, if his boss says, uh, I'm going to pay you $50,000 a year and his first paycheck comes in for the month and it's five bucks, does he say, well, you know, there are some people who don't get paid at all. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be happy with this. No, he's going to raise hell in high fury because, right? The, you know, so so saying that there are things that are worse off, you know, is uh, is ridiculous. And yeah. you probably point to Somalia and you know all of this kinds of nonsense. I, I keep saying, uh, I, I keep matter. pointing this out, and and uh, somehow it always comes back to that 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 we are sort of the pinnacle of uh, of um, as as a as a governing government. Uh, so we are just uh, the leaders in and. And freedom, pretty much, uh, and that you know, freedom comes with with all these things that you know. Some people have to stay down for for us to be up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know what that means. I assume it means that we have to do well also because there are kids in India who have to make their and stuff like that. But that's, uh, that's all nonsense. Yes, we, we would be far we would be far better off 
if the kids were engineers then uh, and if they were you know getting educated properly okay so um yeah so somebody with real intellectual integrity would within a few minutes of starting the call would say you know what i, I guess i really haven't thought this stuff through because i'm contradicting myself right away but somebody who tries to skate over those contradictions is not somebody you want to get into particularly involved discussions with did you know what i mean yeah i see this is this is exactly why i i came to you with this and i'm really glad that you took the time to talk to me um that that i, I was just wondering whether i should just stop uh, talking about these things because i mean to, to me these things matter to me it matters to 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 have some sort of evidence behind my opinions and behind my my views and and uh and sort of build up my morality because God knows growing up in Eastern Europe, that didn't happen. <laughs> right. It's fine. But yeah, see, most, most people, what they do in debates is they have a position and then they say whatever shit they can to justify that position. Exactly. And those people you do not want to debate with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's the old line about uh, you can't play chess with a pigeon because mm-hmm. the pigeon will just knock over all the pieces, shit on the board and then walk around like it's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they don't know the, if this, if this guy does not know the rule of the rules of reason and evidence, then like he either doesn't know them, in which case, I mean, he, he needs to be in a home. Uh, uh, and, and if he does know them, but is conspicuously ignoring them, then you don't want to have anything to do with him. Right. Uh, I, I, he's not, uh, he, he's an intelligent person. I, I mean, uh, that's even worse. Uh, so, he might know them or, or or might not, but they just don't matter that much uh, to him, I guess, when it comes to these things. I mean, uh, most of the arguments are usually from uh, from emotion or, or fear. Well, no, but he wants to win, right? He wants to win. He wants to justify his position. In other words, he has a fixed position already. Yeah. And no amount of uh, counter arguments slow him down. That's not good. Right. Right. I mean, if he's contradicting himself right out of the gate, then the humble thing to do is to say, you know what? I, I haven't really thought these things through very well. You're right. I really I really got to think about these things more carefully, uh, because if you're making if you're making universal pronouncements about good and evil and how society should work and all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you really should know what the hell you're talking about. Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Like if, I, if I'm telling people that eating pine cones cures cancer and I get a bunch of people to believe that and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, that's a really dangerous thing for me to do. Right? Yeah. It's a really destructive thing. And this is much more important than that even, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and another thing is uh, that, that kind of, uh, I wouldn't say scares me or, or, or anything, but usually when you speak to people about this and, and, and those people have not thought or have not heard uh, arguments such as the ones that you present, um, wh- what uh, what usually happens is, uh, uh, gee, how would I, how would I, how would I put it? Uh, okay, I totally lost it. I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to guess. Like, what what happens is they have the entire backup. Of, of the media, of art, of intellectuals, of history, of propaganda, of school, of church, of everything, right? They have right. all of that stuff behind them. And so they've got this confidence that comes from 
mm-hmm. being in a majority. <clears throat> Look, this guy is being honest. He says the majority is right. And he's in the majority, and that's how he's claiming to be right. Mm-hmm. Did you see what I mean? Yeah, he's not yeah. talking about society. He's talking about himself. Yeah, so so I wonder sometimes that whether the, the, the morals that, that some of these people perpetuate, the, the ones that are good, like you know anti-slavery and, and whatnot, I wonder where these people would be in the 1800s. I'm pretty they sure with, with, with the majority, exactly. Yeah, and that, that, is really hard, that is really yeah. hard to point out to, to these people because then you get this emotional appeal again that, oh, you're criticizing uh, you know, the system which is uh, nowhere near slavery or... You know, we're not there anymore, and then... And, and well, like, actually, it, it, I mean, in many ways, it is, right? I mean, in many ways, it is. And and the, the best way to explain that is, well, the national debt is selling course. the labor of people who aren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. And and giving them, giving their time and life and energy and money and blood and sweat and, and ambition and work to banksters and foreigners and hedge fund managers mm-hmm. and they're not even born yet yeah i mean how is that not enslavement i mean if i go out and run up fifty thousand dollars on your credit card and you have to work for the next five years to pay it off how are you not my slave but if you buy some things that that i use and then i need them like roads it's always the roads <laughs> you can't avoid the roads in any of these conversations yeah uh, then I guess you should uh, somehow contribute, and and I and I say that that's fine if if people come together and then they want to build whatever the hell they want to build. Well, no, no, see the, the roads fine. isn't sorry. The roads is not the problem. The roads is not the problem. What is the problem is the fact that you don't have a choice about alternatives. Yes, that yeah, that's where I was going with it. Is that yeah. it's, it's fine if if you voluntarily do stuff like this and you you know pitch in, but when there's a body of people deciding what to put your money to for you that's uh i mean and and the scary thing is there's almost nobody sees sees the sees the bad bad in this oh no they all see it oh look trust me this is what you I mean everybody sees it that's why they fight so hard um what do you mean well look Everybody says that they're looking for the truth, right? Yeah. I, I, I have the truth. I want the truth. And my opinions are not just opinions, but they have the truth behind them. Mm-hmm. And so the truth is kind of what people are looking for. Now, if your friend loses his cell phone, right, mm-hmm. and you point out that it, and he's going completely insane, right, because he's lost his cell phone and blah, blah, blah. He's worried about all of right. that. And you just say to him, oh, it's in your back pocket. Then he's going to turn around, slap his ass and say, oh, man, thank you so much. Because he found what mm-hmm. he was looking for, right? Yeah. And but that but the basic truth that everybody says that they want, whenever you point it out, they don't slap their ass and say, "Oh, thank you, man, that's great." Right. Right. So so when you point out that say taxation is theft, or, or that the government is an agency of violence, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Or that you know a, a violation of choice is um, is is brutal. Right. Uh, this, is, this is all true. I mean, obviously, it's it's true, right? But people don't sort of slap their ass and say, "Oh, thank you for fighting my cell phone. I've been looking for this truth my whole life, and now mm-hmm. you've you've given me this great truth, and I'm not seeing it. Thank you." Right. No, that's not what they do. 
uh, right? They refuse to to look at these things clearly. They, yeah. they simply start fogging and avoiding and uh, attacking and manipulating and insinuating that you're some kind of freeloader who wants everyone else to deliver your bananas on roads without having to pay for them, and and that you you know you, you're naive and you're ridiculous and you don't understand human nature, like all of that stuff. So people don't want the truth. Yes, they, that's they, exactly. they want to pretend they have the truth because that makes them feel that they're not just bigoted, right? Mm -hmm. They, they want see it. no alternative to this. They, they see no alternative. They think that uh, if you eliminate all these evils, then it's just going to get worse. Because then a lot of people will get unchained and, you know, who's going to... Uh, you know, right. the people from the ghettos uh, coming in uh, and, 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 you know, doing whatever they want with you. What they do not see most of the time is that uh, those people are the product of the system they believe. Right. right. I mean, uh, they can vote for stuff, but, but you know, so people say, well, I'll be subjected to the arbitrary rims of people who have guns. It's like, do you not understand <laughs> what your relationship <laughs> with is to the government? Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just hard to, uh, uh, for these people, it's very hard to see the, the reality of, of those people. They don't see it as a, as, as people with, with guns and, and everything they do is oh, dependent on these guns. That's the, that's the hardest thing to point out. Because when you do, especially when you're, when you're me, a young guy. Yeah. Who, no, you're naive. And, who, like, yeah, so naive for me, it always idealistic. looks like this. It's like, it's like some guy who's a slave is getting beaten every day, right? Mm -hmm. And you say, listen, I can get you to Canada. And in Canada, you won't be a slave anymore. Right. And he's like, well, yeah, but in Canada, in five years, I might get into a bar fight. Right. And it's like, dude, are you kidding me? If you're afraid of physical violence right now, you're getting whipped every day. Mm -hmm. And if you escape to Canada, yes, it's true. You may get into a bar fight in five years, although that's pretty avoidable. It, it but it's, it's that level of um, – but it's, that's all – I mean that's just Stockholm Syndrome, right? That's just making up excuses as to why the existing system should, should continue. It's not, uh, it's not any kind of rational analysis. Right. And that's why you say to this person, okay, well, you have this theory. How have you put it to the test? And right. if they haven't put their theories to the test of empiricism, then you know it's just bigotry. And, and if they reject empirical evidence to the contrary of their theories, or they just explain it away, or they adjust their theories fluidly to, to sort of pretend mm -hmm. to take into account the new evidence, then um, don't, don't give them the respect of pretending to debate. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I know what you mean. Uh... It's tempting, it's and they to... want you to engage with them because then it makes them feel like they are debating. But don't don't pretend to, right? Don't don't you know? Don't play guess, chess with a guy who knocks over pieces at, at will. And don't give him the respect of pretending he's playing chess, right? I guess I just have to draw a line in terms of when I will call it quits and when and what uh, what's what sort of frames I will not get sucked into. I mean, there, there's a lot of them, and and some of them are ridiculous. Actually, most of them are ridiculous. Uh, uh, the, the the bad thing about me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have it, is once you walk away and you go to sleep at night, then you come up with great comebacks for these things. And you know, when you evaluate things and think about them, because uh, you know, when you just speak to another person, uh, it's not really a formal debate. It, it's like uh, you know, interrupting one another and then sort of and that's how having, it should be. I don't having like having this debates. chat. But, but no, so the illusion, though, the illusion that you probably have, my friend, is that you think, oh, my God, I should have said this when that person said that. Yeah, yes. And then you imagine that that's somehow going to win. Right. But it's not. I guess so, yeah. Because I'm I mean, I'm pretty good at it, right? I mean, did I win with this guy? No. 
Did he concede any points? No. Oh, I would love. Did he even hesitate to to to? Did he even hesitate when pointed out? Rank contradictions were pointed out within three minutes. Did he even apologize for mischaracterizing my position by saying, "So you want to state the society like it's some like I like ice cream and no government?" <laughs> you know, I mean, did he apologize for that and saying, "You know what? That's 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 true. That's not a right way to characterize it." I'm sorry about that. No, right. he just. Right. So you, we think, ah, yeah. and, and you know what that is, though? That's the bait. That's the hook. Right. So people put that hook in the water. So ah, if you get just the right phrase, then I'm mm-hmm. you know, going to change my mind. But they never do change their mind. And then later you come up with another perfect one. You come back to them and they still mm-hmm. don't change their mind. Yeah. Right. They're just trying to lure you back in because the guy who's knocking over chess pieces at will wants to believe that he's playing chess. And so he's got to get chess players to sit down with him and pretend that he's playing chess. But you can't get Bobby Fischer to sit down and play with a guy who's just going to knock over the chess pieces however he sees fit or change the moves or whatever. Hello? Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, just, just don't give these people the satisfaction of pretending that they're, they're debating. Right. And, and the thing is, you, exactly with the, with the arguments you make for the free market, and, and, uh, and I believe a long, long time ago you, were, you, you had a video about uh, why there needs to be real regulation and real uh, you know rules uh, rather than uh, you know favoritism by government uh, that's that's a whole other uh, foreign thing to to most people yeah government is is a big blob like religion that allows people to pretend they've answered questions right mm-hmm. how do we regulate the powers that be economic powers that be oh we'll have a government agency and then poof look the problem has vanished uh, right. where did where did life come from uh, uh, God. <laughs> God breathed on a snake and rib woman sprang to life and you know boom you, they, they, yeah I, look I've answered the question right. uh, it is uh, it is um, uh, it is intellectually pretty weak tea to to imagine that you've waved a bunch of guns with a gun sh- with a bunch of books uh, held by guys in blue costumes and think that you've uh, solved you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's as crazy as doing the river dance to, to heal a heart disease. <laughs> right. I mean, you, there's a lot of activity, noise, sweat, and and uh, and motion. But uh, I mean, you're not doing anything uh, other than having the guy get sick because he thinks that something's right. And this is this is empirically true. Right? I mean, the more the government regulates, the worse things get. Right? The government is regulating the currency. The currency has lost 98 percent of its value. Uh, and the government is regulating the war on drugs, and the drugs get more and more prevalent. The government is supposed to be helping the poor, and the poor poverty situation is getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And so, so I mean, the idea that, that the government is is managing something uh, and and being productive at it is um, is is so anti-empirical that anybody who claims that is living in a world of words that has no connection with the world of reality. And because words can be redefined however the hell people want. Um, you know, what they need is a cold towel to the head, not uh, the pretense of rational debate. And here, sorry, we did get cut off, but I hope that this conversation has been useful. And thank you so much to the listener for his excellent and most impressive commitment to talking about philosophy.